point of it just to reach new heights of love. I'm late. I'm late on my pause and my volume lowering and the whole nine yards because I am so discombobulated tonight because of my little Jeff Perini Facebook ban. Hashtag free Jeff. Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday night, a new night for the summer. 8.02 p.m. It is time for a 100% live brand new episode of The You Show. You. You. I am Jeff the Shark Perini. I've been banned from Facebook on my personal page for another 22 hours and counting. Oh, don't wave a finger. I was sticking up for myself. Uh, uh, uh. Purely Purely innocent. But uh, you'll find our new Facebook page as well, Jeff Jewell. So if you got a request today from Jeff Jewell, it's not weird. It's us. It's me and Jewell. It's another page. Don't be alarmed. It's just Jeff going into Facebook. (laughs) Jeff getting creepy. Uh, Jeff (sighs) Shark Perini with you Tuesdays as we promised uh, for the summertime. With me as always. The co-hostess with the mostess. The sister from another mister and the lobster bobster herself cooked, roasted, and burned. Miss Miss Jewel, Tady Jewel, good evening. Good evening, Jeff. I can see my skin glowing on the TV. This is not good. I am you know, so red. <laughs> you know, early on when when we log in. <laughs> he was blinded. Who did I, who did I piss off? I'll tell you in the morning, Snowman. I'm going to give you the rundown. Mm-hmm. Um. When we tune in earlier, the, the screen's real small, so it's hard to see me and Jewel. And she just looked like suntans. I'm like, hey, look at you with the suntan. She's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm burned. And I'm like, yeah. burned? And, uh, yeah, sure enough, she is burned. Like, Very burned. scorching, second degree. <laughs> My skin's on fire. It's fine. It's fine. Good evening. I just, uh, you know, you, you always remind everyone else, like, oh, you know, put on the block. And I had all the kids out in the pool. I'm like, yeah, making sure they're all blocked up. What do I do? I just fry. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, so it is a, it's a free Jeff. It's also a free Brittany night. I'm a Brittany show. Yes. Yes. Brittany, Brittany hanging out. She's like speaking up in court. It's time for Brittany to get free, man. Let's get some I'm more so Brittany. I'm so proud of her. Oh, go Brittany. Go Brittany. Go Jeff. Go Brittany and Jeff. Please. Anyway. <laughs> So real quick, from my man Brian Snow from Snowman in the Morning, one of the best sports talk shows out there. <laughs> Brian, thanks for tuning in. So um, he asked why I pissed off. And Brian, it was very simple. We were on a, uh, it was a page called Sixers 24-7, Facebook page. A lot of smack talking there. And this one guy just insists that Damian Lillard's coming to Philadelphia. Insist. And I know he's not. He's not coming to Philadelphia. So I try to set people straight. And this guy starts insulting and saying, grow hair, baldy, and shut your mouth, big mouth, and hey, Dago. So all I said was, dude, you're so ugly. When you were born, the doctor slapped your mama. He said that to you? Yeah, that's you. I get a ban. I get a ban. They should have banned him, too. That's not right. Right? Free Jeff. So that's it, Brian. Is Is that simple? Not juice. Nachos in the house. It's not Wednesday. It's not Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. Oh, there you now. go. Ha, ha, my man, Why can't I see? See, I'm in the main studio with you, but I, I'm getting comments on another page, and they're not popping up. I don't know why that is. That is, what I think, is because it's your. 
I think it's your page. Oh, because you're banned from Facebook. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, you know why? I tried to reply to... Um, right. I'll reply to you Facebook people because Jen said I look red. Kenny gave fire and um, yeah, free Britney all around. So Facebook people, I got you. All right. So Jules got Facebook. Remember to pop those comments. Oh, up. boy. Um, so when I commented to Brian, yeah, just like when you go through LeBron. Exactly. Mm. So when I went to comment at first to Brian, he said, you know, what's up or whatever. And I said, what's up? It came up Twitch, came up Snowman, and this gigantic warning, Joel. <laughs> Failed to post to Facebook. Here's what Facebook said. You recently posted something that violates Facebook policies. So you and number 39 are temporarily blocked from us. So whatever. Well, well, I'm not blocked because I never comment on anything. <laughs> Aren't you freaking cute? Never again. That's, insult me all that's you want. The way that's Never the way again. you have to go. Just don't comment on anything, and you <laughs> insult me to oh, your blue boy. face, my man Philly Frank. What is up, dude? Thank you for joining us on a Tuesday night. And I know Frank has a gigs Wednesday night. Him and the uh, the the uh, oh the, the Philly Dream Team girls do a lot of Wednesday night gigs. So uh, so this might work everybody. out for everyone. This for is Tuesday night. I'm feeling it. Okay. Can you post your GoFundMe? here to get support after my hospital yeah when you're after your hospital visit if you got a link or i could share the link on my page or i could post it during the show anything from my man brian brian like i said spent some time in the hospital good dude good show whatever you need to do we got you here on the yosho speaking of what we have here on the yosho tonight you we got a big one it's awesome uh, unless you're living under a rock you were able to catch the hbo mini series mayor of east town and i gotta tell you great ending great show just absolutely fantastic based in upstate pennsylvania and tonight upstate. On our show, <laughs> yeah, upstate pa right no it's in doko <laughs> is it doko yeah, yeah. watch? i watched but i mean you know doko cassie said like I where she said i was from anyway. no well, banshee is upstate no but mayor Maybe of east town is Mayor of East Town. East Town is a fictional town. There is a West Town in Delco, but East Town is an actual fictional town. But yeah, the show is based. It actually was filmed in Aston, where one of my my really good friends live. So uh, yes. interesting. With the beer see. flows like wine. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, now that I'm corrected. Uh, tonight, <laughs> anyway, tonight, uh, one of the great actresses from that show, the one and only local Philly person herself, Miss Connie. Giordano in the house. Connie, Connie, can't wait. You know, I see all our interviews and everybody goes right to Mayor of Easttown. So I'm like, tonight I'm going to mix it up. No, I'm not. We're going right for it. As soon as she comes home, we're going right for Mayor of Easttown. I swear, my dad sent me an interview. He's like, what? what is this? This is supposed to be a real interview? Like, they didn't do her justice. I'm like, I know. He's like, this is what not to do. Because he thinks that we're, we're pretty good interviewers. Thank so, I appreciate that. Yeah, so he's like, you go in and you crush it. So, yeah, he was sending me all the all the uh, interviews. I'm like, yeah, we do our research here. Yeah, we sure do. We're going to talk a lot research. about a lot more than Mayor Easttown with Connie. Yes, going to talk a lot of Philly stuff. Last Wednesday, we did a Philly Dream Team photo shoot, like many live photos coming soon. Ooh. I would like to sit in on those photos. We need the Dream Team girls to do a little thing with Yo Show. We need to go to Xfinity and do a show. How about that? We need to go everywhere and do everything. The girls can be behind us. But I'll just be happy because I'm in Xfinity. Right. I do have two laps if they want to sit mm. like this. Right. And then one can sit on Jules' lap. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one of the girls like going that way. I don't know. 
Feels pretty hot. Oh, Jesus. All right. For sure. I'm on fire tonight. (laughs) Top five list time, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we always try to link the top five into the show. So in honor of Connie being originally from Philadelphia and Mayor of Easttown being in Delaware County, which is right outside (laughs) of Philly. Thank you very much. Top five shows, movies, performers, etc. based in or from Philadelphia. Yes. Does that narrow it down? Mm-hmm. It should. I like it, Frank. Me and the ladies. Oh, and Joel. Um, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I had to sneak in there. All right, so at number five, I got to tie at number five. And uh, we start off with a show based in Philadelphia, Boy Meets World. The story ah. of Corey Matthews, who was a big Phillies fan, and Topanga. And Eric. Eric was my crush. Mm, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, Topanga. <laughs> Boy Meets World tied with a guy I didn't know was from Philly so I started doing my research today Richard Gere oh yeah good old Richard Gere you would have never guessed that <laughs> I would never have guessed that he's so, so I had to put it on my dapper number four show and actor we pay homage to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air of course Will Smith Philadelphia based the character of Will from West Philadelphia born and raised as you know Alright, we're gonna get centered. Number three, I oh yeah, no, right. Number three, I got again, actor and movie, silver lining playbook, and of course Bradley <gasps> oh, Cooper. Good job. Thank you very much. Bradley that, uh, I seriously I can watch that movie over and over. I like that movie. It's a good movie. I enjoy it. I've seen it a couple times. I, I love Jennifer Lawrence in it. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence fan, like oh my god. But something about her in that movie was She's amazing. good in that. Yeah. Two, I wish course. I wish they did have a Adelco accent in that movie though. That's my only beef with it. Every guy loves Topanga, indeed. We should make mm. a show. That should be a show. Every guy loves Topanga. Daniel Fischel. Instead of everybody loves everybody loves Raymond or some crap like that. Yeah, Kevin can f himself. <laughs> I have to talk about that. <laughs> Number two, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And of course, Rob McLanny, uh, Philadelphia fella. Of course, really? Sunny. You're a fan of that show? I never knew it's, that. It's not bad. I, I think it's a little over the top Philly, but it's still Philly and one of the big things from Philly, so I'll give it homage. And Once number again, one no is, one has an accent. Number one is easy. <laughs> There's like no reason whatsoever to even say number one, but of course it's Rocky. That, that's easy. All day, every day, Rocky. I mean, they actually treat the guy like an actual real-life hero, so why not? Right. They absolutely do. That's interesting. I mean, I thought of Silver Linings Playbook and... Always sunny, but my biggest beef is is they don't have the accent, and that's what Mayor of Easttown does so well. I mean, it's a totally different accent than what me and Jeff have because it's very I don't know. Delco is its own thing, like Aunt Mary Pat. They have this like twang. I can't. Their accent is more Aunt Mary Pat slash Mike Nappy than Jeff and Jewel. For sure, yeah. Like Northeast, <laughs> I'm gonna give her a sentence and. I think Delco says it a different way, and I think Northeast says it a different way. But I'm, I'm gonna that that's one of my questions for Connie um, because she's born and raised there. Uh, so that being said, accents have to be on it to be, you know, authentic. But I love Invincible. Invincible, Yay. I can watch. I can watch it every day. I watch it every time it's on. I just love it. I love that it's a true story. And just like the South Philly feel, like the summer nights of South Philly, and it's in the 70s, and the soundtrack is great. Um, Vince Papali is also a great man, and he signed a very nice thing for 
to my dad, but it, it's signed to me and my sister, so it's pretty cool. Um, number four, Rocky. I grew up with Rocky, and I just love seeing all of the, like, under the L, and you can actually go to Rocky's house, which I appreciate. Um, but, yeah, I just like seeing the sights, and he is. He is he's just an icon here in the city, and you can go see his statue still. Uh, number three, the Roots. I, I didn't even know the Roots were... Well, that's, that's a lie. Because that first album. Yeah, I became, like, a huge Roots fan, like, senior in high school, going into college, and they just followed me through, and just all their music meant so much to me. Um, yeah, they're just iconic. And now they're so big, being on, like, prime or late night TV, and I'm just so glad everyone gets to experience the Roots because they truly are one of the greatest bands. Um, number two, on my end. Jamie Kennedy, man. He's from yeah. oh, I can't believe, I still can't believe you got him for my birthday, but what a delight. <laughs> um, he said he comes back, too, so maybe, hopefully, we could see him and Alyssa in the near future. That would be, like, full circle, man. And so. maybe, we can, maybe we can, like, swap partners. <sighs> okay. I mean, for the show. Of right, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. And number one. Uh, surrounding areas, but my favorite band, like, of all time, one of them is Ween, and they're from New Hope, and I was just a, such a diehard fan throughout college, and um, only been in New Hope and saw their store once, so I definitely have to make more trips, but such a cool town, and they have such a cool, eclectic sound, so uh, they definitely have to be number one. Definitely reach out to them. I want them to sometime oh, end up on this show, and I just want them to one time say, push the little daisies and make them come up right on my show. Ween, number one. Yeah, Joel's, uh, yeah one of Joel's all times. Um, Blown great like list. something in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> great list and good fun. Love paying homage to our uh, city and surrounding areas. Mine, of course, uh, tie number five, Boy Meets World and Richard Gear. Shocked by that. Uh, first person of Bill Ayer, Mr. Will Smith. Number three, Bradley Cooper. Number two, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Rob McElhenney, of course, and Rocky. Jewel came out with Invincible. Rocky as well. The Roots, Jamie Kennedy, and Ween. Um, I'm going to pay homage to a couple people that I know we wouldn't be able to get in. Uh, Seth Green, of course. Kat Dennings. Oh. Joey Lawrence. Uh, and of course, you know, I know. Whoa! And of course, you know, I can't forget Kat Dennings because, yeah. I was told I look like her once. Yeah. I don't see really? it. No. I um, I don't. I mean, if you do in the bottom, you're doing all right there. It's some pretty serious uh, yeah. boobies she's going on. Beautiful. There. I love that show. She's on Dollface. It's so funny. On the oh, I'm sorry. Did I recommend version. There. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> Love me some. It's a shame because that two broke girls was such a bad TV show. Oh yeah, I tried. I couldn't watch it. I tried. <laughs> it, the the blonde is probably the worst actress ever. But Dollface is such a funny show. Like I binged that in a day. It's on Hulu, and she's the star of it. So I'm gonna write it down. Very good. Because I, you know, I know it's all about the boobies, but I do find her funny as well. Cassie would like it. You know who's in it? Macaulay Culkin. Really. Yeah. Now I, gotta see it. now I have to see it. It's weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, coming up uh, about 10 minutes, another 
Philadelphia great Connie Giordano from Man of Town. Very excited. Uh, let's do, I downloaded a video clip, and let's do this one right now, because this is like a, a breaking story and a big one coming October 1st, ladies and gentlemen. I, like, got chills, Jewel, watching this. October 1st on HBO Max and in theaters, it is The Many Saints of Newark, which is a prequel to The Sopranos. This broke today, and I made sure I got my hands through all my connections on a clip. My connections, of course, being YouTube. <laughs> can we show this? Are we allowed? <laughs> uh, you know, it's not a song, so I guess we can. Okay. I'm already banned on Facebook. Can't see anything worse possibly happening. So uh, we're, we're going to run the clip. We're okay. going to see what happens. Um, worst it could happen. They, they I didn't see up. this with sound, so I'm excited. Oh, so you got to see it with sound. Um, yeah. Oh, what the heck, uh, that's happening. Okay, so let me load up the video and the uh, audio, etc. Very exciting. So this is uh, The Many Saints of Newark. And it's you could have told me my hair's sticking up the whole time or just leave me like that. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you like that. I figured, um, you know, it's the worst Can't that could see. possibly happen. <laughs> For that theater experience, I'm going to blow this up so you don't have to see my face while you're seeing the, uh, the attractions here. And I'm going to blank and oh i'll give you a full screen here is the trailer to the upcoming sopranos prequel many saints of newark when i was a kid guys like me were brought up to follow codes hey jerk off what'd you say what <laughs> Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D-plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us he's a leader. Uncle Dick. Growing up with the family takes a toll. Maybe an ambassador to England or France. You're my nephew. My life to gamble. I want to do whatever I can to help you. Maybe a my gift to you. I want to go to college. I can't get caught with shit like this. Look, you take the speakers, right? At the same time, you say to yourself, this is the last time I'm ever going to steal something. It's that simple. Let me go talk to him. He only listens to Dickie. Gotta do something about Dickie Malasani. Maybe some of the things you do are God's favorite. <laughs> All right, I'm going to cut it there, Joel, but that is uh, very exciting. That is coming up October 1st. It is The Many Saints of Newark, a Sopranos prequel coming to HBO Max and theaters around you. I am so excited. Very stoked for that, Joel. Love The Sopranos. Love the whole storyline. Can't wait for the prequel. But I cut it off a little early because... I think we're about ready for our special guest. I see her back there adjusting her screen. Maybe I'll let her play with that for another minute or two. 
All right. Looks like she's ready. I got the wave, so I guess she's ready. Uh, our very special guest, ladies and gentlemen, was uh, the star of a huge HBO uh, series entitled Mayor of Easttown that me and Jewel drooled over and died over, and me and my wife just died with suspense. Such a great program, and I am thrilled to have one of the stars of that show here with us this evening, the lovely Philadelphia born and raised herself, Miss Connie Giordano. Connie, hello. Hi there. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jewel. How are you? Hi. Great. How are you? Good, good. Nice to see you both. Likewise. Thank you so much for coming on. This is, is just great. When I got the email from your public relations people, because uh, honestly, I'm, I mean, I binge-watched Mayor of Easttown. So when I got the email, <laughs> when I got the email I'm like, oh, I, I got to watch the show now. And my wife is a diehard, and she's like, I told you, watch this show. And I binged up till maybe like, Last three episodes to catch up. It's fantastic. I love it. I know Jewel loved it. You were excellent. The whole show was excellent. So congratulations. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you liked it. I've been so thrilled at how well received it's been. It's so cool. It, it's really been like a smash. Like everyone you talk to has seen it. Um, what was it like? You know, and and you're you're from Springfield. Is that right? I lived in Springfield till I was six years old, if that counts. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. You could be here one day and it counts to us. That's, that's, how, that's how we are in these parts. Well, yeah. All is <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I live in Chester County now, but I grew up in Delaware County. And um, it, it's so strange. I still have family there. And, you know, it was so strange. I literally felt like I was going to my own backyard to work. It was so cool. I love the authenticity and I know the show tried really hard to maintain everything. I mean, yep. Kate was phenomenal. Like every accent was on point. And I heard they, they brought in a lot of like just local people just to fill in the spots. Is that, is that true? They did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they cast out of uh, LA, New York and Philadelphia. And um, I was one of the very blessed, lucky ones that, that was cast. And but so everybody was from all over, which was really cool, you know, and, and you could hear people kind of working on their accent on the set. <laughs> you know, I wanted, to go, I, I wanted to go up to someone and go, there's no S in Wawa. <laughs> I Wawa. Do remember that. <laughs> so funny. It's it was really cool seeing like the Wawa references and of course they're all drinking Yingling and all the fun uh, PA stuff. And Rolling now, Rock. Rolling yeah. Rock, yeah, of course, was big there. Now down to the nitty gritty, when you do a show like that, do they give you they obviously don't give you the ending, right? Did you get any of the secrets? Was it like found so, the secrecy? How'd it work out? Yeah. So some people on the set were not privy to the last episode or the ending because uh, if they weren't in it, but I was fortunate enough to be in it. So I, I did know from uh, like probably a couple weeks in when I, I, you know, they started sending us a new uh, script every week and <clears throat> I, and I swore, I was sworn to secrecy. I mean, I had to literally sign a confidentiality agreement saying I wouldn't wow. tell, but I still had people going, I'm going to get it out of you, but they did. <laughs> that <laughs> ending threw everyone, too. <laughs> I was yeah. I was leading up to it, and I had guessed somewhere close. I don't want to say what, because there's still people that may not have seen it. Right. When I got close, my wife says, I like the path you're on. Jewel said, I like the path you're on. And then all of a sudden, I realized in the last episode, they gave away Troy. I'm like, wait, that's not it. Yeah. There's more to this. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I that's what I really loved about it. There were so many like twists and turns and I, I every time every episode I would read I thought I knew what was happening. <laughs> and I was dead wrong every time. But I love that. You know, I love being surprised like that. Right. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. I heard um, that you were a, a kind of a Jean Smart fan. I mean, I remember her from Designing Women too. Oh, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm but, such a fan. Yeah, I'm like you'll always be Charlene to me. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> always. And, and she, I mean, she's very tall. She's like six feet tall. So I was a little. Oh wow. Her. <laughs> How was just the vibe on set? Because the the script is very. I mean, it's it's tense. You know, the whole Dark. thing is very intense and and it's real like as an audience like you, you feel what these people are going through so how how was the vibe how did everyone mesh you know, it, it was very professional it really was i mean honestly it's like there's actually there's almost no time to you know fool around you know like it's 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 all business because a lot of people are there like all day from like seven in the morning you know and by by six o'clock you just want to go home and have dinner and go you know see your family yeah. so i mean in in general it was it was really just very professional um and, and kate had you know her schedule was a bear and she was still really pleasant to be around she's very bright of course and very witty she's got a great sense of humor so i appreciated that you know she was joking around a little bit here and there um but uh you know overall everybody was was pretty professional i mean we kind of had to be right sure. and and she directed a lot of a lot of it too were you directed by her at any point uh, no, I was not. I know she was the producer on the on the on the show. Um, but I had the same director who was wonderful. His name is Craig Zobel, and some people know him from Z for Zachariah. He's done a lot of independent films, and he was just so personable, so nice, so easy to talk to. And he was he was very specific as a director, and 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 as a, an actor, you really eat that up because that doesn't happen all the time. You know, usually people are like, yeah, you know, just do what you do, you know, <laughs> and it's just very specific. And I really appreciated that, you know. I think the show needed that, though, like be as specific because it worked. It just worked, especially as, you know, we're from the area. So we know, like, we know how people are here. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're tough. We, I mean, we fight hard, but we love hard, too, you know. So we're very loyal and we can tell the, the BS. So, yeah. I mean, it's appreciated from, from a local standpoint. <laughs> you're, you're so right. You know, I have some friends that um, they've been here about 25 years now. They're from uh, Texas and Oklahoma. And they told me years ago when I met them, they said it took us 10 years to make friends here because they did feel like that, like Northeasterners are very kind of closed off. He said, but they both said to me, they said, but once you're in, you're in. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's true. We, we do have, I think, a tough exterior, but but underneath, you know, it's sincere. and it's It's real, you know. I think yeah. the director captured that and, and the writer, of course. That's awesome. The um, the question I had, the show, of course, being, it was almost like it was very, um, how to say, almost like a, a tiring atmosphere where everybody, everybody's character looked stressed and worn out. And everybody played it well. Like, there was just, like, every day was just like, oh, my God. And you said that Kate was pretty pleasant on set, but, like, is there, a, is there an atmosphere of, like, wow, this is like kind of dark and deep or is everybody just having a good time and is it just something you turn on and off? Uh, you know, I think it depends on what you're shooting that day. Like, uh, you know, without giving anything away, we said there's some intense scenes. And so it, it, that's bound to weigh on you. I mean, I've done that myself in other roles, you know, uh, especially if you're doing it like day after day. You know, it can it can get to you. But I mean, I look at it like it's my job. It's not. I'm not there for uh, therapy, you know, so <laughs> I try to leave it at the door, you know, when I leave. Um, I think that's the healthy way to look at it. Um, you know, we've all heard stories about actors that, you know, get in trouble because they let the 
they let the character get into their head too much. And sure. I don't, I didn't, I didn't see any of that. I didn't observe any of that. You know, I think, and that's what I mean. Like, I felt like I was with real pros. I mean, I, I don't know if you, a long time, there was a wonderful biography um, about Laurence Olivier that I read years ago. And one of the chapters was about him when he was doing um, The Running Man with Dustin Hoffman, who plays sure. like a sadistic dentist. And Dustin Hoffman, to get into character, would run through Central Park every day to get to the set. And he'd come, you know, you know, exhausted and covered in sweat. And, one, and then the, the book that I read, Lawrence Olivia finally turned to him and said, it's called acting, my dear boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, people can get carried away with it. Not, yeah. not because Dustin Hoffman, he's just a little bit brilliant himself, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I heard, I mean... Yeah, I, I've read, read like throughout, like even before I knew you were coming on the show, like I was just so interested in how all of, all of you guys got got on here. And I was reading like Kate, like she would switch right back into it. Like she wouldn't stay in the accent. She would go right back to her British accent. Yeah. So it's just very interesting. And I'm a huge Evan Peters fan. I think he's such a talented, like, uh, I think that yeah. guy can do anything just to see him like. He holding was, a wah wah hoagie is just <laughs> yes yeah he was wonderful he was such a pro i really enjoyed his performance and i you know i have nieces a little younger than him and they were dying when they found oh. out that i was working I, with them they were, i don't know that's all they care about <laughs> and now his birthday is like a uh, day before mine i think so uh, cool. <laughs> very much a fan <laughs> was there a was there a lot of wawa catering on the set there were some, I mean, I even had my, a sister of one of my sisters asked me, she said, Hey, um, my neighbor was asked to cater one of the days. So they were definitely using local caterers, which is awesome. cool. I mean, I guess that's obvious, but I didn't know it'd be that local for, it was right in my sister's, uh, backyard. Um, but yeah, you know, that, it was different all the time, you know, which was great. You know, it was nice to not eat the same thing every day. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, well, I've read that uh, you do a lot of Broadway and off-Broadway. Um, I, I got to ask because I'm always curious, the live acting of Broadway, just getting out there and doing it unrecorded as mm -hmm. compared to doing a recorded, which one is easier? Do you have a preference? Is it just, you know, two different things for you? Um, well, you know, I, I, I'm, my background is the stage. You know, that's where I was trained and I did it for many years. Um you know, they're really like two different animals, Jeff. Um, I think as a, I think most actors would agree that, like, from an artistic point of view, that being on stage, you, you kind of get more of a, it's more rewarding. Um, and probably because it's instant. Like, uh, you know, I, I, we started this thing in 2019, you know, and didn't come out till 2021. Yeah, so sure. it was a long time. <laughs> There's no instant gratification. <laughs> and you get that from a live audience and you, and you feed off that energy. So, but they, but they both, you know, but you do have the luxury of, of stopping when you're in, on film. You know, if you really mess up, you, you can stop. I mean, you, you know, it's not usually encouraged, but, you know, you can do that. Um, as opposed to on stage, you just have to keep going, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there, there is, there is, there's kind of little differences between them. And, you know, it's just like anything, the more you do it, the, the better you get at it. And so for me right now, it's kind of my focus. I'd like to see, you know, how far I can go with, with television and film, because I feel like I've, I've done quite a bit of stage and I, I've, you know, uh, I, for lack of a better word, I feel like I've mastered it. And of course, I'm, I'm certainly don't, wouldn't turn it down now, but I'd like to see if I can do the same thing with television and film. 
That's I think perfect. I think HBO is the pinnacle of of television. They just make the best shows. We just showed The Sopranos. Like oh, yeah. this is this is huge. Like um, and I feel like HBO um is loyal to their people, so they ask them to come on. Like the same, I see the same HBO characters on different shows. Has has that experience been good for you? And do you see, you know, God willing, okay, <laughs> <laughs> because you know because of COVID. I mean, everything is shut down for yeah. months and months now. I mean, auditions are just starting to pick up now, literally now. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope that's true um, for me, Jewel. I, I really do because um, you're right. And I, I mean, I, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but I heard a rumor that HBO did rent the Sun City Studios again for another year in the studio in Aston where they filmed a lot of, of Meredith's Town. So that's a good sign. Right? <laughs> It's a great sign. We uh, we would love to see him more stuff. We love our local people, and and you know, like I said, go just, hang out in Aston, stalk you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe rent a, You know, if you see a mysterious white van rented, that'll be us. Doing oh my oh, god! All right, now you're scaring. Her. <laughs> no, put, put your pictures on the side of the van. There you oh, go. Boy. Yeah, put like a little yeah thing on the side. Maybe give right. us a maybe give us an in next time. As local local reporters, Um, that's enough. (laughs) Now you've also done that. You also did some things I find interesting because I always uh, am curious about this. Uh, QVC and the Home Shopping Network. Yes. Um, What was that like? Is that just an acting role, or did they kind of push you? And I mean, more or less, just like a presenting role, or is like, hey, sell this. Like, do you really got to be a different person? Yeah, I look at it as a combination of improvisation and sales. Um, Okay. I've been doing it for a long time and I'm very, I'm really grateful for the work. It's, um, it's, it's more of a sales gig than an acting gig. Um, but that was what I was curious. About. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you do have to perform like in, in my role. Um, so I work for the vendors that come in to QVC and HSN. So I'm not an, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not an HSN employee. I work for these brands. Like right now, my brand is uh, Sunjo Snowjo, which is uh, I do the winter, and I have a partner who, do, who works in Florida who does the summer products, and um, and so I'm supposed to be like the expert, but I still have to have personality and be engaging so that the viewer, you know, doesn't turn off the it doesn't down, you know. So it's 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 an interesting, um, it's a really interesting um, phenomenon, and it's. it's you probably know. I mean, it's put Westchester on the map, Westchester, sure. Pennsylvania. So, you know, I think a lot of actors are really grateful for that work. And, and you know, it's fun. Like, it's, it's a different, it's a very, it's a different animal than acting. And, and there is a camera in front of you. But most of the time, it's just you and a host on the set. You know, and then there's like maybe a couple cameramen like 100 feet away. So, like, you, you could hear crickets, you know, like... It, you you have a microphone in the ear to speak to someone if they call in, but even then, like there's usually a little bit of a delay. So like if you make a joke, you're like, huh. In all the time you've done it, and obviously no disrespect for anybody you work for, at any time you've done it, was there ever a product where you're like, this thing's horrible, but you still have to put a big smile on your face? <laughs> oh God, yes. But you know, it's. <laughs> You're only as good as your last product, and it, it, there's, it, it's, it's. I've had some wonderful years there, and I've had some really dry desert wasteland years in terms of work. So you know, you kind of have to take what you can get. Sure. Um, but yeah, that 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 has happened. You know, I mean, I've had products break on air and stuff. And <laughs> oh wow! But, yeah, that's where the improv comes in. You know, you just it's have to keep going. Yeah, just, ah, you know, <laughs> four colors. You know, you 
going. It's so tough being live. I mean, it, just doing our show, it's like very intimidating, but um, I, I always think of that movie Joy, which I'll, Jennifer Lawrence, it's yeah. such a good movie. That was a um, great depiction of what that, what it was like in the world. It felt very real, like that's what someone might go through. But it, that that's awesome. Everything is pretty local for you. Um, do you have to travel to New York a lot, or do they ask you to come to LA for, for so, gigs? Uh, typically, now that everything's open up. Yeah, I, I I travel to New York quite a bit um, until COVID hit. But uh, I actually lived in New York for ten years, so I'm I'm so used to it up there that I mean I feel like I can do that driving my sleep now. I just have more space where I am now. So, you know, I'm a, a little under two hours from New York. So my auditions are largely either in New York or remote, which is getting more and more popular now. They, you know, they call them um, self-tapes where you, you tape your audition at home and then you send it in. And that's a whole new animal that we're all learning. Yeah. Yeah, same. Kind of like what we have here. I mean, um, Zoom and, and StreamYard like we are here is, is really uh, – out of the dimension, it definitely keeps us in touch, and we get to see the guest, and it's a nice one-on-one, -on -one. and the audience enjoys it as well. Before, we were just audio, and you look back, and you're like, this kind of stinks. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we get to see everyone's audition tape, because they're all set up with their audition I know. You know, backgrounds, all professional, so it's, oh, it works yeah. for everyone I got my for now. stage light over here. I mean, actually, I feel like I'm a little off-center today. But, um, That's okay. Yeah. I kind of like it, though. I like the way you <laughs> yeah, got the little fireplace. Little more of the fireplace. It looks like natural light. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's like 105 degrees outside. So oh, why do I need to see the fireplace? I don't know. <laughs> my my wife's down at the Phillies game, and she carried her jacket just in case. I'm like, just in case what? That's a girl for you, right? Yeah, true. It's a hundred out there. I, mean, I, I have like an eight foot. Uh, um, curtain in my in my living room for self tapes. You know, it's like the oh, big cool. stands because yeah. that's what we have to do now, and you just get used to it. You know. Yeah, it, it was nice. And I, I think everyone, you know, now that it's opening, it's exciting, but it's still nice to have that option of just, hey, I want to audition for this. Let me send out a tape. Like, I think it made it a little more efficient, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, believe me, a self-tape for half an hour beats driving for four hours to New York for a five-minute audition. Yeah. Sure. I That's guess typically it, what it's yeah. like. <laughs> and if you don't yeah. get the part, you're like, well, I went downstairs in the house and didn't get it. That's okay. Exactly. I'll go back up to bed. Yeah. So well, four what hours first... is on a good day when you're in traffic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what that, what first got you into acting? When did you know this was for you? And did you start young? Uh, how did yeah, your journey I did. begin? Uh, yeah, I did. I fell in love with the theater when I was a little girl. I remember my parents took me to a production of The King and I in Philadelphia. Oh, and Yule Brenner was in it. Yes. That's how old I am. <laughs> I know him well, too. I'm there with you. And I just remember just falling in love. I remember that same year I went to see The Sound of Music, and I think that was it. My sister and I, um, I grew up, my, I'm a twin, and we grew up doing oh, wow. all the talent shows in school and the plays in school and the community theater. So it's pretty much been in my blood since I was a little kid. That's awesome. I do remember, and not to bring up the a little bit of a sadder side, but I remember Yule Brenner, and when he was uh, on his way to passing away from cancer, he did the, yes. the cigarette commercials. Anti-smoking commercials. And they said until after he passed away, he came, don't smoke. And yes. as a little kid, I'm like, I'm never smoking, <laughs> ever. I remember that. Yeah. That was a powerful ad campaign, wasn't Very. it? Oh, my gosh. And he was a, a powerful force. So I could see why seeing him got you into passion of theater. He was an amazing performer. He was. It was just believable, like this powerful character. Everything he did was always like this stern, yep. strong kind of thing. So that message, like that commercial, I was like, 
Yeah, look at that. Never... You still talk about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah all s- these years later. Yeah, I used to turn to my mom and say, Mom, I'm never smoking. <laughs> yeah, he had a very commanding presence. I have to admit, I didn't really listen to him about the smoking thing. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> Not anymore. It's been a long time. <laughs> Seems we're all listening for a little bit, and then we're like, ah, all right. <laughs> and then we go back to listening. Right. <laughs> but... Um, so I see all the time. I see your pictures, and you're always like, it seems in beachy settings. Like, what do you do on your downtime? Have you had a lot of downtime this summer? Uh, not, not yet. Although, but I am going away for the holiday. I can't wait. I am going to the shore. Yay! Hey. <laughs> conversation all the time. People, people say, "Oh, go to the beach." I'm like, "Are you going to the beach or are you going to the shore?" Because there's a difference. The shore. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, anyway. When somebody says that, that means two different things, right? So. I am going to the New Jersey shore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait. I love being down there on the 4th of July. I always feel like a kid again. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Do you have yeah. a uh, preference of town? Cape May. Cape May, beautiful. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Cape May. That's my favorite. It's my little retreat. And they have, um, you know, there's so much to do there. I mean, I'm, I'm a beach person, but um, they have, there's so much to do there, you know, and they have a couple really, uh, professional theaters which i'd love it, it, oh, I usually try to go once a summer and see a play there and it's just so much fun you know there's a lot to do there i love it and wineries i'm a big fan i don't yeah, think people know how nice the jersey shore is until they go like it's so it's such a relief <laughs> like i went two weeks ago i went well i went to wildwood but like nice i i just i, I usually go to ocean city though and i heard i heard you say one of the scenes was in ocean city and i've I, I watched every episode, I think, twice. I don't remember. So uh, the original script had a scene, a couple scenes filming in down the beach, and someone had told me it would be Ocean City, but because um, I think the writer actually used to go to Ocean City. But I think because of COVID, I, do, I think they actually changed the location because it, no, you're right, Joel. I think it, it looked like somewhere like maybe on the Brandywine or one of the lakes around here because yeah, it was not the Jersey shore. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Cause I scrutinize every episode. I saw Kate in like a, a ocean city hoodie and yeah. I got all excited because that's where I usually go. But yeah, I, it's did, still I used cool. to go to ocean city too. Yeah. I, 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 the chatterbox is still there, right? Yes. I love yeah. the chatterbox. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, know, I love it. I have to see like all these deleted scenes and extended cuts. Like this needs to come out. <laughs> Yeah. I'd like to see that too. I, well, I had a, I actually had a comic scene um, with Kate that didn't make it into the final episodes, and that just ha- you know that happens. That it's just the nature of the beast. You know they have to fit this, the story. You know they only have a certain amount of time for each episode and all that. And you know the editors choose the best material the, for the story they want to tell. So it, it didn't. So I, I mean I've had people say that. Can we get the director's cut? <laughs> yeah, because oh there's God. so there's so much humor, and I know it had to be like. Fun offset too, just like joking around with oh, you guys. I mean, well, I, I love the, the the comic scenes in the in the show, the, the storyline with um, Mr. Carroll having the. Well, I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know all that stuff so fun. Jean Smart, I mean, she's oh. just so hilarious. I mean, I know she didn't even have to try. She's so funny. I love. Right. Her. She's terrific. Um, my wife is surviving the Phillies game. She does say live from the Phillies game, so I guess she's not dying of heat. So thank you for tuning in. And she's a huge Mayor of Easttown fan. If not for her, I might not have even jumped on. She's a, a TV binge watcher. And she remembered you when we were talking about it the other day at breakfast. And we're talking about the character and just the whole show in a nutshell again, rehashing. So just terrific. Um, but uh, it's funny you talk about the Jersey Shore because we're going down to Sea Isle. And it's, you know, it's kind of like... 
depending on our mood, if you want to party and get down, you go to Wildwood. If you want to kind of lay back and kick back and relax down the shore, you go to Sea Isle or Cape May. So there's all different kind of flavor I in there. I love mm-hmm. Sea Isle. Yes, me too. To me, Sea Isle, it's like, it's like retro. They still have these, these signs in some of the hotels and restaurants from like the 50s and 60s. I absolutely love it there. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's a great place. There's so much to do there. Yes, definitely. Good restaurants, etc. Yeah. <laughs> it's so uh, odd because, like, I, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. No, go ahead. No, Just really right. quickly, like, <laughs> I, I, I got to be an adult before I went to, like, the northern Jersey beaches. And mm-hmm. it's very apparent that all of central Jersey and down is Philly and all of central Jersey up is New York. I know, like, it's true. So apparent. <laughs> and it's funny because as I, I actually lived up in North Jersey for a couple of years and they still say down the shore. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not down the shore. You're going across. Down yeah. the shore the south, you're all the way down, right? At the bottom of the state. I mean, right. especially Cape May, it's literally exit zero. It's funny. It's true, though. You're right. There's there's definitely a difference. Although it's funny, I do see a lot of New York plates down in Cape May. I think some people they either, I think they either want to go like all the way up to the Hamptons or all the way down. To all Cape the way May. down, I yeah. Some of the nice plates. New, <laughs> New York, yeah. I do catch some New York license plates. I was yelled at before by a New Jerseyan, and they're like, "You can't say down the shore. You're from Philly." I'm like, "That's what we always say. Like, even <laughs> if we go straight across, we're going down the shore." Yeah, yeah, that's all right, isn't it? You say, you say, it could be worse. I could be saying I'm going to the beach, and then I'm from Delaware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Boy, to try no there. offense, any Delawareans. <laughs> hey, all love, all love. <laughs> so, um, is there a is there a dream? role for you or something that's already been played or something you want to play or, or revamp somebody's role or a dream actor or actress you want to perform with? What kind of like things are, are big time dreams in your head? That's a great question. I, I If I had to pick an actress that I wanted to work with um, besides Kate, because that was a little bit she's of a, a dream uh, as far as I'm concerned, because she's, she's so talented. I've admired her for years. Um, if I had to pick someone else that I'd love to work with, I think it would be Jessica Lang. She's de- oh. always been my favorite, always been absolutely number one. She's awesome. She's just a wonderful, wonderful actress. Um, well, Evan knows her, you know, you can get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The American Horror Story. I know. I should have asked him. I, yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. Oh. Yeah, she's amazing. And as far as a role, um, if I had to, pick, I, I, I did mention this before on another interview because it's true. Like if I had to pick a role from the past that I'd love to do, that's, like a classic, it would, it would. I would love to play Lady Macbeth. Um, I've only done. I, I studied Shakespeare for a long time, and I, I've done it minimally. Um, and so I think maybe even a, a more, a, you know, contemporary version of it would just be so cool. It'd be it's like such a juicy role. Um, and uh, and if my a dream project right now, I've, I've caught wind that Mel Gibson is doing a sequel to The Passion of Christ. Oh and wow! So. I just thought I was so mesmerized by that film. I, I just, it was to me, it was so powerful and shocking and horrible and wonderful at the same time, you know, the subject matter, the cinematography was just amazing. So when I, I saw him in an interview um, over the winter and he was saying that he would, if he did, he'd only do it right, but he was talking about it. So I'm putting it out there, Mel. I would be very interested. <laughs> There you go. On the resurrection. Whoever sees this and gets Whoever can see this and gets this He's on my phone. Mel, hang on. Relax. <laughs> we'll get to you. <laughs> but that's uh, that's very cool, though. And I get, um, you know, we ask people, 
you know, different things and what they like to do in roles. And, and some people feel funny to say, but you came right out. I liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kate's role in this is so juicy. I mean, she has, from in my opinion, she's got the actor's dream role. Her, her, her character, and they all were written, I think, this way, but particularly hers, with so many layers, you know? I mean, they're just, she was so tragically flawed. And, and so, but so, uh, you know, engaging, yeah, I think everybody was pretty much a fan from the first episode of her, of her character, not just her, not just Kate Winslet, but her character. I think, you know, there was something in there that everybody could relate to. And that's, yeah. you know, that's what, that's what you want as an actor. You know, you don't want a cookie cutter role. Right. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with my sister. I'm like, are, are we supposed to be offended that we, we, we look down in the dumps and eat, <laughs> eating junk food all day? Yeah, all we do eat is hoagies. Um, I guess like, it could have been worse. They could have had her eating cheesesteaks every night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it though. I, I really, I appreciated it. And I just, you know, you knew everything was intentional. Um, how would you describe the area and, and just like, the, the people, because I guess, you know what I mean? Like the, the attitude is, is one thing, but how would you describe like, I guess Delta. the hardness in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, particularly where, where they, where this, where the setting of this story was, I mean, it was, you know, Delaware County could mean parts of the main line or it could mean, you know, upper Darby, right. That's very and true. They yeah. Chose upper Darby. And um, so, and that's definitely, you know, like the a, have and the have nots. Yeah. A tougher neighborhood for sure. Um, so, you know, um, I think, I do think that Brad, the writer, I think, you know, he, he, he grew up in the Berwyn area and, um, but I think he was looking to show that part of where we live and, but to show like the, the sense of community that I think is very, uh, very prevalent in that area. I mean, that my, I have cousins that still live in Springfield and Clifton Heights, which is not that far, you know, and I think what's the other one over there, o Olson, I forget, what's, uh, it's right next to Springfield. Um, it's, it's like that. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and they, they have, their friends are like their family members and, you know, it's, it's a very tight knit community and it has not changed. And I think that that, that, that's what Brad wanted to convey. And I think he did. I really do. And I think, I think that appealed to a lot of people. I think it did too. And I think, I don't, I don't think people are going to stand for not having a second season. <laughs> so I it should know, go I've great. Heard that. I, I mean, it was presented as a limited series. Um, and I know, it, you know, it, it, it certainly wasn't written overnight. Um, I have not heard anything myself, but I'm like, you know, I'm such a low man on the totem pole that I would be the last person to know. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, if he did, you know, I know a lot of people would be delighted. I think it would, if he did it, I'm sure it would, it, he would, um, you know, he would only want to do it right. So that would mean that it would require some time to write. So yeah. you never know. It's, I mean, it's true. I think, hey, if, if that, that request has reached me, then it certainly reached him probably after the first episode. That's great. I'm sure. Yeah. It was, We're hoping it was, for it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Absolutely. And if it does, and we, we bring you back and we talk about it and we dig you for inside information. <laughs> <laughs> so um, come the fall, winter season, um, 
me and some partners of mine are opening a, a brewery and bar in the area, in like the Trevious area. We'd love to have you come down sometime and, and join us. We might be bringing the show in there as well, a little sound studio. <laughs> so we obviously would love to welcome you back and come sit live with us and hang out and talk if you'd be into sure. that. That sounds fun. That sounds That's great. Good for you. Where, where is Where's your new place going to be? Uh, it'll be in the, the Trevos Festival area. Okay. Uh, Bucks, Bucks County, Lower yeah, Bucks. Bucks County. Sure. Not far yeah. from me. Wonderful. Good for right you. Up, matter of fact. <laughs> We'd love to have I'd, you come out sometime and talk. I'd be thrilled. That would talk be really shop cool, here. Jeff. I'd love to. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, so uh, you can catch Connie, mayor of Easttown, if you haven't seen it yet. Get out from under your rock and see it on <laughs> HBO, one of the greatest, greatest suspense roles you ever see. Kate Winslet's in it. Uh, she plays second fiddle, of course, to Connie Giordano, who, in our opinion, is the star of the show, our uh, very own Philadelphia native. www.conniegiordano.com, Instagram at ConnieGiordano3, and, of course, IMDB, where you can find all the information on Stars and actors, Connie Giordano, absolute pleasure. You are a sweetheart. This is a dream. We love having you on talk about the show, and we love talking Philly stuff. And again, yes. we will contact <laughs> your people and definitely have you come back with us real soon. I'd love it. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you, Joel. It was really nice chatting with you guys. Likewise. Thank have you a great so much. Evening. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You too. <laughs> All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Stay cool out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. Connie Giordano, Joel, uh, darling, as I expected. Um, and a great interview. So much fun. And she uh, believes very well in her career. She enjoys it. She likes stage and live stuff, which I love because we do live here. But she's also into movies and, and television. Uh, Mayor of Easttown, huge. Big for her. And congratulations for her to be a part of something so big. Oh, my goodness. It's such a massive... I don't, I don't know if they expected what kind of following it would have. Like, I know they have big stars in it, but it, it really was huge. And I think they're not going to settle for, for not having a second season. I think fans will go into an uproar. So I'm just so happy for her. And, I mean, what? How cool is it to have it in your backyard? Like, hey, Jeff, we want you on uh, your local TV <laughs> Like the biggest show on HBO, we want you to be a part of it. So I it's just think cool. it's it's very neat and um, convenient and awesome. Yeah, and convenient. <laughs> it's got to be awesome for her. She must have really enjoyed it, and yeah, I enjoyed it. And like you just see a genuine thrill in her face to talk about it and talk about the role. And I know she's done a lot of interviews. Now a lot of people just pound the mayor of Easttown thing home, but being like we are from the area and her from the area. I mean, you just start talking that lingo. Then you can branch off to the shore and the beaches and everything. I know. Just, everything just goes in a nice big circle and the, the half hour pretty much flew by and I'm like, oh, it's already time to go. It's so us. <laughs> it is us. And, and I know. That's what I, yeah. I, I didn't get to ask her. Uh, all right, I'll say the sentence. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's like you go to the bathroom and you wash your hands with the tail with some water. That's that's the that's the PG version. You go to the bathroom and wash your hands with water and then use a towel. You say it. <laughs> you go to the bathroom and then you wash your hands with water and dry them with a towel. Right? Towel. Okay. Towel. 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 Wash, wash your ass with the hand towel. <laughs> <laughs> I should say, 
Tao, right? Tao? Tao. 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 I definitely wanted to ask her to say water, but... Uh, oh, I know. It's so cliche. Oh, I know. But, you know, Delco is, is different from Northeast, though. True. Like we, we have uh, slight differences. I don't talk like a, Aunt Mary Pat. I wonder if she's an expert on the show. I or, think they would look to the tail. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Stephanie. Thank you, Steph. We gotta hang out. Me and Jeff were talking before the show. We all gotta hang out. <laughs> yeah, we want to do these concerts, even if we yeah. have to get in the mosh pit. And my wife will probably have to stay home because she doesn't like to stand or be in the pit, <laughs> etc. Yeah. But uh, definitely. And you know what's funny, Jewel? When I went to my panic attack today and made this alternative Facebook page for yep. future blowouts. I added me, of course, to the page. You, the third person. No offense to Tiffany Mosher. The third person I added was <laughs> Stephanie. I went to Steph. I'm like, I got to get Stephanie right away. It's got to be her. She's been so involved. <laughs> we appreciate her. She, I told her. She said, you're fantastic. The show's just not the same without her. I, I did tell her, though, Jewel, while we're on the subject and Stephanie's here, she wasn't here the other day when you told me that Max is not the best pizza in Wildwood? Oh, no. It's Franconi's. But I love Ma I love Mango and Mango in Ocean City. That's not so I do love Mac Mango was the best until they split up. Now I like Franconi's because they're large crossed. I thought she was saying vomiting. I can't read. I need my glasses. <laughs> virtual hug. That's why I wear my glasses. I'm not crazy about my how I look at the glasses. I am probably 367 times sexier without the glasses on. Oh. <laughs> 367. But I will put them back on. So I can't see nothing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just, I just uh, saw Wait, what? Can you read that? Disappointing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I, I do enjoy it. It's just, you know. I'll take Charlie's over Vince's. I like Vince's still over Charlie's. And you know what it is? Crust. Probably... No, it's not <laughs> even that. I think it's been so long since I've actually had an authentic Charlie's. Maybe that's why. Yeah. And once you do, it's like, whoa. It's like a right. whole meal in one slice. See, Vince's, I could eat a whole pie. <laughs> I've come close. Now, the Vince's, I don't know if you've ever been... And you talk about hanging out, and it's definitely somewhere we got to go. The Vince is in Newtown. Um, mm. Same concept. Pizza's a little different. Some people say it's the Bucks County water that's a little different. Changes the crust a little bit. But they also have a beer and wine wall. Well, that helps. <laughs> it's great. So basically, like, if you want to go up, you give them a card. I mean, you give them, like, a debit card. And they give you a card to use on the beer wall, and you swipe it. And you can pour, like, 25 cents worth just to sip and see how it is. Mm. And charge as it pours, it rings really? the amount. Oh, it's terrific. The that has to be actually... so annoying for the servers. Like, No, it's good for the server. You go oh, you want yourself. a 25 cent <laughs> well, No, you go to the beer wall yourself. Oh. Least, well, you didn't during during COVID. They oh, have so to go it's get like it. a Froyo beer Kinda. thing. Kind of. It's like you pay what you add on. Thanks, man. Robbing Freddy. We haven't heard from him in a while. Robbing Freddy. He's the dude that shows oh. all the different uh, emojis. Thanks. Oh, Those yeah. Thanks. And what is that? A turd? <laughs> that, is, that is, um, looks like a Can't cat. Say. It's a cat with sunglasses. Oh. And that's a guy who's got some terrible disease because he's green in the face. <laughs> oh. 
I'm gonna I don't have know to what that just... little kid's doing in the picture. Let me let me try this real quick. Can you hear me? Oh, it's a right. cool cat. Okay, thank you. Cool cat. All right, I need to charge my phone because it died. Okay. So, hang on. <laughs> That's a headphone. I can hear myself echo. Jewel will be right back in a moment here on the Osha. Okay. I'm basically not talking because I want to hear myself echo. Anyway, my uh, wife is down at the Phillies game. I I kind of shuddered to see the score because I'm hearing so many bad things uh, from the crowd here, our audience. Uh, Phillies are winning one nothing in the bottom of the sixth. So it's not a bad game. Uh, oh, Jesus. Phillies have one hit. Marlins has two hits going into the sixth. That sounds like some kind of ball game. She's witnessing right Poor thing. Uh, but she's out. She's out and about. I'm going to be going to the game uh, late July. They stay. Okay, stay. The uh, Atlanta Hawks and Milwaukee Bucks are in action tonight without Trey Young. Our arch nemesis there. 25-22 uh, Atlanta as the second quarter starts. Julie, you sound like you're building a new house. Everything all right over there? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I, can't believe, I didn't know that was in my background. That looks horrible. Hey, by the way, your air conditioner is in your back. Man. Okay. Back I mean, in business. I got a whole thing of punker pop. So what am I doing? Yep. Okay. All right, we're back. So the weird thing, I don't know if we got copyright at any point, but at one point people were watching... On my Facebook page, which is bizarre because it's supposedly is not, I don't know. I don't care. Oh. I'll be back tomorrow. The fact that was on, I wasn't on this week, Jewel, it, it kept us from Let's Argue. So there's actually no Let's Argue segment tonight. Oh, right, right. Should we make one right now? I mean, you could argue about something. Okay. We don't argue about <laughs> Best pizza in the, down the shore? Mm, it's been done. <laughs> um, best. I want to say like '90s remake, because there's been so many recently. No. No, I can't even think of one. No. How about <laughs> best? Tasty cake. Ah, yeah. okay. Why is it always food related? It makes oh me hungry. God. I know, I'm hungry. I had a pop. I think it's a butterscotch crimpet. See, I like a butterscotch crimpet. Depending on my mood, I like a jelly crimpet. No, like no. No jelly. Really? You like jelly? Nope. Now, in the heat, the jelly gets, it's like, it's disgusting because it, like, sticks. Yeah, oh. like, you, you choose that over butterscotch goodness crimpet, even the filled crimpets. You know, you know what I've grown a love for? And I blame my colleague, Christian Rupert. Like, we'll go to the, some of the flea markets. Yep. And we went to Columbus Flea Market the other day, and they had Amish donuts. Oh. Whoa, man. Peanut butter candy cake. Uh, oh, I do love no. the peanut butter candy no. cake. I don't, like the, I don't <laughs> like the chocolate. I like the peanut butter candy cake. I really do. Mm. I'll eat it if I really need like something sweet and chocolate, but oh, chocolate juniors. Really? Oh, they're so good. Or coffee cakes with the crumb topping. Come on now. The 
coffee cake junior is so greasy. It is. It's greasy. And you eat you eat like half of it, you're like, oh <laughs> <laughs> It it always looks like a good idea until you start eating it and you're like, I don't want any more of this. And you got the grease and the finger. You know, I'm really trying to like uh, be good on my diet this week and you know, I'm going to LA in like a week, so I'm really stressing out because everyone just eats so super healthy. Like I eat healthy, but I, I'm going to need some 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 junk food too. So I'm I looking eat, at all the best places there. I eat healthy, at like and in I eat a lot. I, I, I heard they have awesome like Mexican food, and I, I'm looking at all like the authentic ramen ramen places. But I heard don't even count on like good pizza or bread because they can't make bread in California because like the yeast or something like it doesn't rise there. That's disgusting. I know. Hopefully, like I don't know, I'll come so, back and I'll be vegan. <laughs> are you gonna be? Are you gonna be jet setting out there? Or what's what's the plan, dude? I have no idea what's in store, and I'm so excited for it. You're gonna be doing shots with like Olivia Munn. I swear, like who knows. Um, I do know I'm going there. to like Catalina Island. Ooh. Catalina wine mixer? That, yeah, that's a fucking Catalina <laughs> You're going to get drunk and make out with Amanda Seyfried? Yeah, good stuff. Oh my goodness. You know, I did. Calm down. So I did. <laughs> well, vicariously, like I, my, my sister told my cousin, like, yo, she really wants to see this like Lana billboard and it's in Venice. It's like this huge mural. It's on, it's called Ellison Suites. And it's Lana on one side, Marilyn Monroe on the other side, and Jim Morrison on the other side. Like, a whole huge building. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go because it's great, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Marilyn Manson at first. <laughs> no, Man. it's really cool looking. I'll, I'll send you a picture. But she's like, Venice has gotten so bad, and, like, it's very seedy now. So we're going to be with all the children. I don't know if we can make that stop. I'm going to try, but I would like to see, I would like to see a whale. I would like to see Lana. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would like to have a good time with, with my family. So hopefully it's good. Very exciting. Hopefully you uh, get to do a little jet setting with us. Maybe you can uh, do the show from somewhere outdoors. I'm going to, I'm going to have to. Yeah. Because we have cocky Rocky on the 13th. Yeah. Very excited for cocky Rocky. Very cool. So yeah, maybe we'll have uh, an actress from Ted on the show too. You never know. That would be great. I love it. I got one in mind I like. I got two in mind I like. I, I would just be fine with anyone <laughs> being flattered. Exactly. Let's do a quick man cave scores. I didn't collect much this week. A couple little items though that I'll show you real quick. Uh, the continuation jewel of my Funko Pop collection for Seinfeld Land, and that is Elaine in the oh. Urban Sombrero. The Great Sombrero. Oh, she's cute. She's cute. That was one of her uh, Jay Peterman uh, finds. Two very new cool cars from the Flying Customs Hot Wheels collection. 71 Mustang Mach 1. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. And the 86 Monte Carlo SS. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to land. Now, 
I'm on this app. It's called Sports Card Investor. And it shows you the hottest sports cards. And I landed the number one trending one this week. And it is the uh, Bowman first. It's Wander Franco. Wander, a very highly touted prospect of the uh, Tampa Rays. Just got called up. Struggled a little bit the last couple of games. But Wander is the number one trend-setting card right now on Sport Card Investor. Very quick Man Cave scores this week. Julie, do you have anything new to bring to the forefront? No. No, I don't. <laughs> awesome. You got like a bag full of stuff at my house. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. Um, God, what did I do? What was this weekend? Not much. I didn't buy anything for myself. <laughs> The only thing you brought new with you this week is a tremendous sunburn. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. Just chill and enjoy my time. Well, it was my niece's graduation party, so I just tried to, like, be there. But I got to tell you, you are the opposite of chill. You look like you deep fried yourself. It's very, even, like, the lights bother you. That's how, like, you feel the heat radiating. This is two days old, mind you, this, this burn. Two days. So... It's taken a while to calm down. It's very angry. <laughs> See, was angry that day, my friends. A little echo thing going on here. Are we all right? I can't see my comments. I'm trying to pull them up. I know people are commenting on Facebook. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be quick about it. This is where I should be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a little. It takes a little effort. Yeah, it takes a little time to catch up. It's it helps if your devices are charged. <laughs> that would help also. Absolutely. Um, I'm running uh, YouTube on the side here. We got some some thumbs up and some love from our regulars. Say hello to uh, my man Rick Giannotti. Rick, thanks for tuning in again. Jaden Vaccaro, son of Ricky Vaccaro. Ricky told me Jaden become a big fan. We appreciate that. Jen Hines, who said, whatever day you're on, I'm still going to watch you. Greatly appreciate it. We love it. Kelly Nicole in the house. Frank Swider, of course. Philly Frank. Susie Corey. Mr. Aaron Paul checked in tonight and watched us. Oh, nice. Very nice. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us for uh, Tuesday evening. I think Tuesdays we're going to try and get out on time, Joel. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, that works for me. It's not quite Wednesday. It's still like early in the week. I want to show you this, Joel. This is pretty awesome. I, another video that I took. Um, go ahead. Oh, we never did two things. What did we do? We didn't thank last week's guest, and we didn't talk about the the Sopranos thing that you showed. <laughs> oh, you're okay. So let's let's catch up to that, and let's give, of course, a massive thank you. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot. It was just so anthony on Tuesday. Massive thank you to last week's guest, uh, Mixie Demner from Stitched Up Heart. Um, Jules, she's gorgeous. And sexy, of course, the tattoos, the hair, the presence is strong. But a sweetheart and so down to earth and great stories about people she meets. And she's still kind of awestruck about, like, being in the rock scene and who she gets to hang out with. And, of course, you know, she did a song with Sully from Godsmack. And I watched that video. And I'm watching her, man, singing. And Sully is just right in her face. And they're singing in each other's face. Freaking awesome. I don't know how people do that. I see people do it a lot. I'm like, I never want to like sing right in someone's face. Unless right, you're right, like, oh, right and let's love. Right now, lean into the camera. Oh, no. Lean in. My first love. You yeah, blah, blah. I don't know the words. 
<laughs> it would help if I knew the words, and it would help if Jewel was actually looking at me instead of staring down. Anyway, <laughs> so I guess we can't even do it virtually from a distance. So yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess that's something we're never going to be doing. But yeah, uh, so so what's the thing? Mixie Demner's just apart. Some big, big concerts coming up. Going to tour England with Fozzie and uh, some huge festivals. Like really big. Yeah, the names of some of the bands. Uh, Marilyn Manson, Rob mm-hmm. Zombie, Slipknot, uh, just the, the names are insane. And she's like, hey, you know, we get to meet him sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, can you imagine? I can't imagine. It's so awesome. No, I would just be like falling over myself. That's why I, I don't know what I'm going to do. If I, I'm out and about in L.A. and I see people, I'm going to be like, oh, come on it's, my show. <laughs> it's definitely different. Like we have some some good stars that come on our show. And when you're here, you're like, eh, no sweat. We get a little nervous, but still like no sweat. Like last week, like Mixie Demner to me was like a huge deal from everybody she's been around and performed with and have toured with. And even tonight, Connie Giordano, like Mayor of Easttown. You get that little bit of a, a, a you get that little nervous feeling, but you know, you're like, eh, you know what? Here's a distance. I'm seeing them virtually, but I'm not quite there. And I talk a good game, but if I ran face to face with somebody, I'd probably just like back. Uh. I don't talk a good game. I I tumble over my words, especially when we're surprised, like Jamie Kennedy coming on, like oh. That was wow. great. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of Jamie Kennedy and uh, Jewel's surprise birthday and some of the great guests we have on, do not forget. That even though we're not on live Wednesdays, I am going to be sharing links to uh, Facebook uh, on some of the best of the O Show. So some of our best and funnest guests and funnest episodes. Uh, I'm going to share the link. Probably two of them on Wednesdays just for stuff to rehash and remind you. And shows you might have missed, guests you might have missed. Uh, great episodes like Brianna Dale and... Sherry Nelson, and we'll have in-studio stuff, uh, St. Ricketts, Brandon Messon, uh, Rachel Green, some some great past episodes in-studio and on uh, the StreamYard set. We're going to run, I'm going to share the links Wednesdays throughout the summer. Since you can't find us, we have shows. I like that. I like that a lot. That's the kind of stuff we need. We definitely need a new logo. Yeah, I'll, I'll draw it. I mean, look how, look how classy that is. I like that a lot. <laughs> I write down everything because I, I forget, but I wrote down like our upcoming guests. I did write down um, an acronym for tomorrow. I don't even know what that stands for, so I hope I don't miss an important appointment. <laughs> I get you would make like the perfect secretary because you still write everything down. We talk about this constantly. I don't know. I mean, I do. I've got a lot of notes. I write down, like, your top five, my top five. Um, I write down some notes. Like you said, Dollface. I wrote that up here to, to check into that show. I wrote, you know. So I do write some notes. I guess I do. And, of course, <laughs> you know, the Let's Argues, you know, with the hash, with the slashes, and everybody's like, this is last week's. With all the rock bands, what a pain in the ass that was. I always write tiny. I do write tiny. But I do write, but you seem like. I write Huge. I like it. I send you when I when I send you the typed up version of the notes for the show. Do you use that at all? 
I do. Look. Oh, okay. Here, look. I do. See, I do. And then I write notes oh, on it. Awesome. And then I write those notes on it. All right. no. Yeah, I, I, I print them out and I write notes. Um, wait, what was I going to show you? Oh, yeah. Like this all the stuff I want to do for California. I do it a lot. So I draw. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it's fine to write everything down. You should have it in your computer, too, in case you leave the papers elsewhere. <laughs> we've we've had that happen before. Yeah. Not well, fun. We, when we were live in the studio, I used to print it out, and we would get it, and at the end, we'd have the guest autograph it, and I still have those saved over there. And then somebody came up with a great idea to, hey, get a color printer and print out pictures. So yeah. That's, yeah, that's for next time. We just should have done that. <laughs> yes, we're definitely going to do that when we get back into it. If the brewery studio thing works out like we're hoping, and Connie Giordano comes and sits down with us, she's definitely autographing a picture of herself, too. I think you scared her with, like, the van comment and everything, but hopefully... You she, know, uh, she even okay. said, put our logo on the van. So she's with it. She knows. Okay. Yeah. I'm not scary. <laughs> I'm the furthest thing from scary... I've been watching that show along, well, along with like my mom, my sister, Joey's even watching it. But that manifest on Netflix, it's like she my new suspenseful oh, show. Yeah. And they just canceled it. So it's like lost. It's like the, this plane of people and, you know, they don't age after five years and then they yeah. come back. Everyone thinks they're dead. They canceled it. And the guy's like, I wrote out six seasons and you guys canceled it after two. So what am I supposed to do? These people are mad. Somebody's got to pick it up. My wife is obsessed with manifesting. If she finds out it's canceled, she's going to be pissed off. I tell you what, a lot of people annoy me on it. But <laughs> the only reason I watch is J.R. Ramirez because without him, I don't think I'd watch it. <laughs> Jared! <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I don't do stuff like that. Me, if I don't like a show, I don't like a show. And nobody's going to make me watch, well, sorry, maybe Kat Dennings going to make me watch Two Broker. Hey, it doesn't help Good to leader. have attractive people on the show. Doesn't hurt because that watch. Two Broker Girls was such a bad program. Such yeah. a bad program. Well, I mean, the attractiveness might keep you there, but, like, it has to have confront. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Philadelphia. So, yeah, she was really bad. She was good in 40 year old virgin. She was young then, though, too. Is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? <laughs> Do you have any extra large condoms? <laughs> Stop it, Josh. You have a tiny penis. <laughs> what is it? Jufro? <laughs> That's a great sale. The whole scene is just excellent. My favorite. <laughs> so, at least I don't have to work out tomorrow. That's what every girl says when they. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. That's not even an exaggeration. A nickel for every drunk young lady back in my single days that always wanted some fucking breakfast, fucking eggs, branch toast. That like gave me chills. I'm like, God, it's so exact. <laughs> Want some fucking French toast? All right, so I got another video. This young man, um, disc golf which I guess used to be known as froth. It's actually a, a sport where you throw a frisbee-type disc into a basket. Kind of like golf. They call it golfing. It's like disc golf. Now, this fella here at the World Championships 
sinks a 247-foot shot to force overtime and eventually ends up the winner. Now, i got to show you this because the shot is incredible. <laughs> and I want everybody to take a look at this right here. The great um, newscaster that I am forgot to put the young man's name down, <laughs> but I will, however, share this with you. Just, just watch this video. This, it's just so awesome. I never knew this is this big a sport. Apparently, this guy is um, like the new champion after this shot, forcing overtime, and then hitting the game winner. Watch this: two hundred forty-seven feet. <laughs> Look at this thing! Right in. <laughs> Unbelievable. What did we just watch? Dude, that's the clutchest thing I've ever seen. I wish I was there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> well, well, Macbeth now needs to get up and I gotta tell you. 247 <laughs> feet disc shot right into this basket. So dumb. <laughs> that's the sport. Like, I never even knew it was that big of a sport. Do you see the crowd that's there watching this thing? Dude, it's like a, 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 a campus. What is it called? Ultimate Frisbee? Yeah, it's kind that's of a big. sport. Apparently. On, apparently, it's big. That was the pro, the pro-am, if you will. That's the world championship right there. He and that guy like he did that so randomly. Like, I'm gonna just going to fling this thing. And that's his freaking sport. You had, to see, you had to see the windup. There's actually more video. There's video of him like testing the air oh, and twisting, and then wham! And I'm like, come on. That was like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Great shot there. 247 feet. He ended up winning. Went into a tie. They did a playoff, and uh, that fellow there is the champion of disc golf. Disc golf. What do you think is the dumbest sport? Disc golf. Now, hey. I've seen late at night on TV, cornhole on TV. At least cornhole takes some type of accuracy. I suck at cornhole. Maybe that's why. Maybe I'm angry because I suck at it. Not that I'm going to go to disc golf. I suck. I suck at all accuracy sports. I suck at darts. I suck at pool. I try really hard. I was good at pool at one point. But no, I suck. I suck at bowling. I pretty much it's the beer Olympic things. I would suck at anything beer Olympics. Darts, yeah. pool, cornhole, quarters. <laughs> I'm not a bar game guy. I know. I'm a bar guy, but I'm not a bar game guy. I play basketball, but I, I suck at, you know, beer pong. Sorry. Oh, for, there's another one. Beer pong. Uh, what's that other game? Flip cup. I'm okay at flip cup. We, we played some... <laughs> we played some new interesting games this weekend let me tell you i have to i have to tell you about them because they're just the one was like bananas it had like all these props and like cups and dice and chopsticks and and you had to do all these different challenges and then the other one was like a wordplay thing but you would have liked it It was right up your alley it was all like dirty stuff (laughs) what are you trying to say that's horrible sorry 
Cat dining No, it was really funny. Like I played with a bunch of like couples, and it, it was pretty funny. I'm always up for new games. I forget what it's called. Like Pocoyo, Picano, Picano. It's kind of like heads up, but like you have to get other people to guess the word. It's a bad word. I like bad words. Mm -hmm. I got some silly memes for you. Speaking of bad words, our little meme me segment. We got a couple this week. Nothing great. A couple from last week that I never used. This one I just found hilariously funny because it's so true. I thought of my wife being down the game tonight. It says here you should be in hell, but since you're a Phillies fan, we'll count that as time served. Mm. Very nice. I agree there. This one, Dad. Why is Mom? Why is my sister's name Rose? Because your mother loves roses. Thanks, Dad. No problem, Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld fans out there, that one's terrific. <laughs> when a cougar gets so old, she needs a hearing aid. She becomes a deaf leopard. <laughs> I love it. Mm. And this little thing here, Jewel. Talk about dirty. What do you mean? It just snapped off the wall. It's the third time this week when your faucet looks. Just like a penis. Oh my goodness. Look at that thing. It's horrible. What's with the portable head though? My head doesn't come off. It's horrible. It's that. Mimi's. Struggling this week. <laughs> Struggling big time. Now, who put it up? It's like, you know the Mario game where the sun's trying to kill you? That's yeah, I saw that. I saw that a lot. Um, it is trying to kill us. <laughs> it is. Nick, uh, Nick Manhattan had it on his page today. Oh boy. Yeah, so a lot of people have had that. It's true though. I feel that. Guys, where's Sunblock? Things like my eyes are like swollen shut. Where body block? <laughs> Let's do some topics. I know you like topics. I'm actually, um, there's one I was going to get into early and get real in depth and serious, but now I don't really have the heart since we've been joking around a lot. But anyway, um, NHL player David Pasternak and his wife lost their newborn baby over the weekend. That's yeah, that that's terrible. And I know sports and people say the athletes have very little care and very little heart and it's all about making money in sports, but you know, Pasternak even said it's impossible to even think about hockey right now. It's impossible to think about anything. He you know, said, you know, your son my son will always be loved by this family. Tragic, tragic news. Can you even imagine that that's you know, that's horrendous. I, I don't can't even begin to understand where you go from that, how you recover from that. I assume he'll be back next year playing, and that's his career, but that's, that's brutal. It's a brutal story. I, I was going to hit it early, but like I said, the, I'm going to try to keep the mood light, but it's a very sad story. So. Yeah, no, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. Joey's sleeping out tonight, and I miss her so much, so I can't even... <laughs> I, I can't... Um, no, I can't fathom that. It's just... I, I don't know. I don't know how people recover. Very tough. So condolences, of course, uh, Pastor Nick and his family from us here at the Yo Show. Uh, let's get into some positive things. So my chemical romance. Good story here. Uh, the former drummer, which I didn't know he was former until I read today. I thought he was the current drummer. Apparently not. Uh, former drummer Bob Breyer said he's auctioning off his Black Parade era drum set. So during the uh, the era where Black Parade came out, he had this really cool looking drum set. 
um, all designed in the Black Parade thing. It was really cool, but they're auctioning them off, uh, and the proceeds, very cool here, proceeds go to the Williamson County Animal Shelter. Very great. So it's a shelter for, uh, you know, um, adoption of pets and injured animals, etc. So he's donating the proceeds. It's actually going to uh, pop up on eBay. And I'm kind of excited. I want to see this auction on eBay. I didn't want to see this drum set. How cool is this story? Is this a good story? It's a good, feel good story. Yeah, sure. Anything for charity. And if they can do it. Uh, you you wonder how much, um, you know, memorabilia the, the bands keep around. I mean, you think of all like the costumes and the, the drum kits and the instruments that they go through. It's like, they must have a lot. I mean, in museums full. You go to yeah, Nashville, sure. oh my goodness. There was like a whole um, hallway dedicated to Casey Musgraves. And it was just like her dresses for one year. So wow. um, they, they just must have an insane amount of... But it goes to a good cause. I saw the Backstreet Boys today. It was such like a nostalgic moment because I didn't even see it on that. I saw it on my Sailor Moon page. Because the Sailor Moon people were freaking out that there was a huge Sailor Moon painting in the background. It's like yeah. 90s, Backstreet Boys, Sailor Moon, like all in one. Wow. But they were donating all the proceeds to the Trevor Project, which is for LGTB. I'm sorry, I can never get that right. LGBTQ uh, youth. Well um, so, yeah, I mean, all for helping out the causes. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a downtime for a lot of people still, so give back. I can. I, I tend to believe the fact he put it on eBay means it'll be seen by many. I'm, I'm tending to believe that it is a somebody well off will buy it at a very nice price knowing that the proceeds go to this animal shelter. And it's very cool looking and you know, Welcome to the Black Parade is one of my favorite songs and a real good album. Matter of fact, they got a Funko Pop of it, which I have to get. It's the um, I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with the cover. The Skull Kid. The Skull, right. The Skull Soldier with the with the yes yeah, very very <laughs> cool i love it so that's that's very cool and it's a good story hmm. i didn't know he's a former drummer but ah oh, i'm so excited for this i don't know how and i don't know what facet but i read today that john lithgow will return on the new episodes of dexter you so know for dexter his character the trinity killer Man, that was like one of the greatest seasons of television ever. Thrilling. Unfortunately, I guess the last episode of that season, I guess what happened, I was very unhappy. But they haven't announced if they're going to do flashback or... Yeah, like what? I'm forgetting head. like what was his non or, or demise or if he even got one. Like I totally forget. I forget too. I actually have to go back and check that now because I'm trying. I'm really dying to find out. Or is he even going to be the Trinity Killer? Maybe he's just a guy and reminds Dexter of Trinity Killer. Maybe drags him out of that shell and brings him. Well, back it has to be because that's the only one that really like got to him. And you see yeah. Dexter in the new previews, and he's moved to a new city, and everyone knows him by a different name, like all the kids and everything. So I don't know. I'm excited. I'm gonna watch either way. Oh yeah, I'm so stoked for this and. I remember when I first started watching the series, and my buddy Tommy says, wait to get to season four. Mm, I'm like, well, yes. he says, all I got to say is John Lithgow, season four, and that's all I'm telling you because you just got to watch. And, man, 
one of the best seasons of like a series television show ever. Phenomenal. And now he's coming back. Great job by the cat by the by the writers on to bring him back of Dynasty, how they bring him in. I really hope they bring in um Serena too, because that was his girlfriend in the last season with his yeah. son. Um but she's huge on the handmaid's tale, everyone knows. I, I Oh, Hannah, right? Hannah was her name yes. in Dexter. And she's Serena in Handmaid's Tale. Yvonne something. I forget her name. Sorry. But yeah, hopefully they bring her back. Um, we oh. we know some other people that just give it away. So exactly. no spoilers. Right, no, I'm dying to see it. My wife still is not watching the end of Handmaid's Tale, by the way. <gasps> oh, that was so crazy. She hasn't watched it. Just why? <laughs> Just why? I know why. Why not? I don't know. I, I she gets into all these shows and then because now she's in manifest and she's watching. She calls it a cross between Lost. No cross between no a different show. Oh, cross between Sons of Anarchy and I think Breaking Bad. It's that new um, Animal Kingdom. Oh. Yeah, my mom watches that. I heard it was good. Oh, Stephanie hasn't watched the end of Handmaid's Tale yet either. I have not seen the No spoilers. Yet we don't do spoilers here. No, we don't do spoilers. Don't like spoilers. I didn't say you anything about East Town. I can't believe it. Mm. But, um, yes, it's Animal Kingdom. I think Ellen Barkin is yeah. the actress in it. I wasn't really turning me on. She says, awesome. She was a huge Suns fan. Yeah. I think it's along the line of Suns, but out the motorcycles and all. So her and she got her dad into it when he comes down, the two of them sit and watch it. I, I don't know. Um, I think Zoo was along those lines too. Like Zoo is on Hulu now. I have to watch that. I heard uh, something Lacey on Apple is a good one too. There's a new, oh my God. <laughs> There's a new movie on Hulu. It's called False Positive. And I only watched it because Justin throws in it. And you know, I love Justin Throw. So I have my sister. <laughs> watch it this weekend. Like, why did you make us watch that? I'm like, I didn't make you do anything, but it was pretty messed up. Pierce Brosnan's in it. I love Pierce Brosnan. Mm. Not yeah. that way. But he's so messed up. <laughs> you know what though when you get or like do you find him like attractive? Like to me, if I was a woman, he'd be like very sophisticatingly attractive. Oh yeah. He's like Dapper Dan man. Like he is very Dapper you know man. and Justin, you know, they're just very handsome gentlemen. I remember the whole world like always like really begged for him to be James Bond. He was James Bond once. It just really didn't do it for anybody. Nope. I don't think. See, I think of him as James Bond because you know Goldeneye. Right. He's that James Bond, but I think of like I don't think of James Bond. You know, I know Sean Connery and uh, who's Madonna's dude, Clive, Clive. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Craig? What's his name? Craig Ferguson? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love Craig Ferguson. I love Craig Ferguson. <laughs> I'm going to get Craig mom. Ferguson on here. My mom used to love Craig Ferguson in um, Atlantic City, and she loves, she said he's funnier in person. He's I really, would die. I literally cracked up at his late night. Like, he's hilarious. She said he's very, um, he's quirkier in real life. Like he's that's genuinely him. Like yeah, oh, he's like Will Ferrell. He just like gives a look, and it's funny. 
So I need to um, listen to Ron Burgundy's podcast. That has to be hilarious. <laughs> my wife says she's going to McDonald's after the game. So she's probably had a beer or two. I'm going to put in my order. I need a little McDonald's. Big Mac and beer. Mm, Big Mac and beer. That's her thing, too. And I'll tell you what, man. Whenever I get my drink on, there is something about McDonald's that just, oh. I tell you, man. It would have to be like 2 a.m. or later for me to settle for McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, the yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind their breakfast. I like their breakfast. I like the Egg McMuffin. Ooh, yeah. I love the Egg McMuffin. The we always dog. used to do that after the Fry House. We would go to the Fry House and then go to McDonald's at like 3 in the morning, get the steak, egg, and cheese. They did have, like, and well, it was good back then. I tell you, I love it. And the dog loves the sausage patty. Like, I'll get him an actual sauce pan on the side, and he knows when I come in, and he smells it, and he won't even let me cut it. He freaks, but you got to cut it. If I don't cut it, he eats it in two bites. Like, takes half in his mouth and swallows the other half, and man, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's kind of like the way I eat it at 3 in the morning. Yeah. That last night that we hung out, and we stayed out kind of late, you remember the story. <laughs> me and her both went to different McDonald's. They got McDonald's for each other. True love. <laughs> that is true love. Marriage. It was brings this up the like, today. Is this the, the episode before Fourth of July? It, it is. is. How about that? Plans. Yes, actually, plans. The usual. Uh, every year, her grandmother has a uh, cookout with a lot of the relatives, and uh, we all get together. And then last year they did this. It's actually going to be a yearly tradition now, apparently. Uh, up in Warminster, where her uh, sister and brother-in-law live, the whole like community gets together and they buy hundreds of dollars worth of fireworks and just set them off. And it's an awesome show. They did it last year. It was awesome. I missed it because I took the dog around driving because he freaks out. But it's actually very cool. It's a nice big gathering of people and... They do fireworks up a storm and all, and that's great. So that'll probably be the plan again this year. That's awesome. Check on your pooches. My pooch is going to be 11 years old on July 4th. Aww. That's her birthday. 11. Um, I'm thinking about naming her Indy because her birthday's on July 4th. That would have been cute. That would have been. Her, her given name was Beauty, which, no. No. She's, she's my race. But, um, yeah, I was thinking Indy. And decided against it. She just, I mean, she barks. My sister's dog goes apeshit, like shivers and goes in the other room. Doesn't know what to do. Maybe pees, but I feel bad for the puppies. Yeah, he really, he actually, it bothers him and makes him a little nervous. But it's almost like he chases it. Like mm -hmm. he hears it and runs to the door like he's going to get it. And then when you let him outside, it's really ridiculous. Because he barks at the sky like he's going to catch it. But I feel bad for him. Yeah. We're thinking about getting the thunder coat, but I think we're running out of time. It's crazy because, like, girl dogs are more protective of their people. Yeah. And boy dogs are more territorial. Yes. They protect the home and everything. So That's he probably it. thinks, like, I have to hold this shit down. <laughs> he does. Like I say, he, he goes up to the step and he looks down at, at the glass window at times, like in the morning. And he, like, squirrels, groundhogs, birds. He loses his shit, man. Like, oh, my turf. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good boy. Oh, boy. He was down here earlier. He went back upstairs. 
Last week I got one show. I guess he got mad. He won't be on the show again. I know. Everyone left me tonight. The cat didn't even come up. Yeah, <laughs> new cat. I know. Wow. Joey's sleeping at the grandparents. Like, I, I, I'm flying solo. <laughs> the whole strip down Tuesday thing. Speaking of Very stripping quiet. down. Here's a cat <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of stripping down. Uh, but, yeah, Tuesday nights. This will be us for next uh, yeah, few months. And we're going to try it out. If it works, we'll stick with it. We'll so far, they get. so far so good. We done good. We appreciate everybody that's come check us out and has come watch us on the show. Of course, Connie Giordano was awesome. We thank her as well. A couple more uh, topics. Um, this one I don't like at all, and this pisses me off. Nothing pisses me off more than a former athlete or a former actor who years later, years and years later, after all their success and they revel in it and pump their chest to it, decide to come out and talk years later. Scotty Pippen former member of the Chicago Bulls, uh, a guy known as, mm, later in his career, kind of a choke artist or kind of a bailout guy. Now, last week he was on Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. Had a lot to say about those players, and a lot of people can't say, yeah, you can't say nothing about Kevin Durant. Guy's one of the best players in the game. So this week he decides to come out, and he's on the Dan Patrick Show, and he's talking about a play where former coach Phil Jackson decides to draw the play up for rookie Tony Kukoc. Now, Kukoc was foreigner, white player, and Pippen for that calls Jackson racist. So Dan Patrick said, are you saying he's racist? Pippen says, let's just say I have no problem saying that. So he just comes out and calls him racist. Then he turns around and attacks Michael Jordan, his former teammate. He called him selfish. The baseball move was selfish. Uh, and then said how Jordan was an actor. And when the camera was on, he acted one way. Camera was off, he acted another way towards his teammates, towards the game, etc., etc., etc. So Pippen's had a lot to say lately. I don't know if he's trying to sell something new, get relevant, whatever, but a lot to say lately. How do you feel about somebody who waits, oh, I don't know, maybe 20 years to bring up these topics and say them so boldly, like, oh, yeah, you know, and how don't you know? I wonder if they couldn't say it at the time, so now they're bringing it up. It's a long time, though, and I understand. And he came out and said, well, Phil Jackson even attacked Kobe Bryant, and he wrote the book, and he put things in it about Kobe, and he came back next year and coached. Well, Kobe's a legend, number one. Number two, Pippen is mad at Phil Jackson for taking things that are in the locker room and making them public. Meanwhile, what he's doing here, he's taking locker room talk and making it public. Yeah, like if it hasn't, you know, if you're never going to settle it, then why bring it up? Exactly. Cause problems now because that's what you're doing. It happens now, and I know you know the world is very race conscious now, and I get that. And it even came out with like Jalen Rose, where they're talking about the U.S. team, and they took in Kevin Love, and he says white token. All right, whatever. And Rose said, "Hey, look, I'm an educated man who went to college." Journalism was where I got my degree, and I'm allowed to have an opinion. That's good. I like the fact that Rose came out and said it, because I think everybody should be entitled to an opinion. Even if it's one that sounds edgy, even if it's one that somebody doesn't like, we're all entitled to an opinion, right? Uh, are you? <laughs> right. When I, I don't say it like me and you, the beauty of our program, what we do here, it's not like an opinion like, this is what I'm saying. If you don't like it, don't watch. It's just again, this is my opinion. It goes back to the Charles Barkley thing. Like, no, you can't say anything you want. You just can't. 
And if you got a problem with that, you shouldn't be on TV right now because you're not going to get away with it. It's just not how today works. And that was the thing with, with Jalen Rouge where he said, you know, people told me I disgraced the game by making a Kevin Love comment. Well, guess what? I don't think I should have to apologize. But he did. He apologized to some of the legends of the game, Magic Johnsons, Larry Birds, etc., and apologized for what was deemed as not a great comment. But he still said, look, I'm going to make my opinions. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm But now for. they they apologize and they have nothing to lose. Before they could say it and they would have everything to lose. So what what's to stop them from saying it now? Oh, if you just issue an apology right away? Right, exactly. It seems like say whatever you want as long as you come right back and apologize. And Jalen Rose is never a guy I was a fan of. He had a decent NBA career. Now he's like the, the big mouth of the NBA on ESPN and you know, I, I'm turned off by the things that people say only because somebody can say it and they can't have an opinion. Three other people say it and say, hey, your opinion ain't welcome here. You got to apologize. You need to lose your livelihood and etc." So I'm definitely turned off about Scottie Pippen. I think he's got nerve. He was nothing without Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson. They made his career. They made him a lot of money. He was the second fiddle on the Bulls team that won a lot of championships. Disappointing is the word. It's crazy. I don't know. It's the same with like actors. You come out and say something like you're going to lose roles. Like it's just the same. You're going to be uh, held accountable for whatever you say. Exactly. And Pippen's a guy who really doesn't have, it's not like he's got games to still play. He's long retired. It's not like he has a gig permanently on any show. He's just a guy with nostalgia who's got a lot to say. And that turns me off. Nothing. Like go enjoy your millions. Exactly. Thank you. Take your rest. Stop being a bitter old man. The limelight is not on you anymore. Your career is gone. Especially when you're going to take a shot at Michael Jordan, who's probably the biggest name in the history of the game. Stop it. Well, anyway, you should be doing that if you know someone is still abusing someone else and then you come out and say it. I think that's the only helpful reason you would speak poorly of someone. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. It's, you're it's, still you can, working. Right. If you can make a difference, say it. If it's 20 years ago, and it makes no difference besides you trying to smear probably the biggest coaching name of our generation and the biggest player name of our generation? Stop. Stop. Let's talk about those Houston Rocket days and those last second shots where you didn't go on the court. What about those? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I do want to talk about, I'm excited for this, Joel, and I don't know if you are or are not. A very tragic a tragic ending to the story of a great I'm excited to talk about this tragedy. <laughs> I don't mean that, but the, the, the tragic ending, of course, Scott Weiland. Scott Weiland, the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots, later Revolver Revolver. Uh, his memoirs were purchased and possibly in the works for being turned into a Scott Weiland biopic. A little movie about the history of Scott that would discuss his Stone Temple Pilot days, Velvet Revolver days, his music days, his drug struggles, and of course the tragic ending. Um, are you a fan? Are you interested in this? I I love biopics. Bohemian Rhapsody loved it, even if they curved the story. Um, yeah. The Motley Crue one, the, the Dirt, yeah. loved it, even if they twisted it. Even the Elton John one that was the musical, I loved it. So I love stuff like this. How about you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if they curve it, like, I know. I know, like, the Beatles ones, like, you know, it's not really all that true. But, like, yeah, I, uh, I'm i here for it. Walk the line and everything. So, yeah, I was a SPD fan, too. So, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I would like it 
I love documentaries. Like I love knowing the real story and hearing the real story because I get fooled very easily. My sister will tell you, uh, <laughs> I, I just, if they say based on a true story, I'm going to take it as you really mean that. So well, right, like that's it, what I'm going by. Sure. I'm there with you. Like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody to me, I swore, even though, I, but that's I did legit, <laughs> but I knew just from knowing mm. that the band had no idea he had AIDS before Live Aid. They didn't know until after Live Aid. And I knew that. And that's why in the movie, they're like, you know, they make it say this triumphal return. They had to do it because he's got AIDS. It wasn't how it was. But it's still really made for a great part of the movie. Like when he's singing on Live Aid, and the band's like, it's just an all like, wow, like he's kicking ass despite being so sick. It's a nice storyline. It's a nice twist. Yeah. I just like how they like came apart and they came together yes. and then did the damn thing. Um, I would love to see a Bruce one. I know you're not a fan, but I know they did that one. It was like, uh, but it wasn't a biopic. I like biopics a lot because I like knowing the origin stories. There's a great, um, and I watch a lot of YouTube, and there's actually like an hour and a half documentary about Wylan actually ending up with Velvet Revolver and how they had another singer who um, auditioned, and Wylan missed an audition, and then they had guys come in that were disastrous. Really good. Really good. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Love knowing and behind the scenes. Like MTV that. behind the music, that was over VH1. All of them. Isn't that coming? I thought that was coming back. Well, I don't know. Like Prime, Prime just did that pink one. That pink one was really good. Um, even if you're not a fan of her, you can appreciate like just being there, like to see the things that she. You, you know what I mean? Like I just like that shit. It's like real reality. So I'm down for that. Um, our good friends at Disney continue to battle with the Star Wars fans, and this time they have done it with the legendary Boba Fett spaceship known as, formerly known as, Slave One. Now, Disney is removing the name Slave One from its toys and its products. Lego has agreed to remove it. Now, it's just being known as Boba Fett's spaceship, no longer Slave One, because that name is offensive. The best line of the whole thing, Jewel, um, you know, Twitter is, and I almost shared our show to Twitter. I'm like, I don't know if I want Twitter people critiquing me because they're a pretty angry bunch. Uh, one guy says, um, what happens if Disney gets upset with the word wars in Star Wars? And they'll change the name to Star Disputes, which I thought was freaking annoying. Really? No. Slave well, one. Disney, you know what? The people at Disney today have a hard job. They are probably getting bombarded with, I mean, Disney has, everyone knows messed up in the past, but that was the, the art of the past. So they put a disclaimer on all those videos. We talked about this before. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, this was made by this creator under Disney with these beloved characters in the mix, like, what what do you do with that? Do you scrap every grim fairy tale that it was based off of? Like, you can't change history. Like, that's what it was then. And they put a disclaimer, like, this is not right. <laughs> this is, you know what I mean? But in the new movies, like, when Disney remakes a movie, like they did uh, Lady and the Tramp, they changed characters as to not be offensive. So, 
they have they have a tough job because it's not right for this day and age, but still they want to storytell. So I, I don't know, man. And you're pissing off the Star Wars nation. Nobody likes to pound the keyboards like angry Star Wars fans. Even the, yeah. the actor who replaced Jeremy Bullock was the original Boba Fett. The actor who replaced him said, I don't really care what Disney calls it. For me, it's Slave One Forever. That's the ship. Boba Fett's the character, and that's it. I can't believe Star Wars is affiliated with Disney. Yeah, they... they like, still. Like, that. I, I just, so. it, that's weird. That's just too huge. I know. I don't know. And now Nintendo is going to be affiliated with Disney? Right. Nintendo World 2025? Disney is going to be the Monopoly. Crazy. And next they're going to say, you know, Mario's offensive. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for that. Mario and Luigi? I'm offended. I'm Italian. I'm offended by Italian plumbers. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a weird, weird time we're living in. It'll always be slave on the man. One of the coolest spaceships in history. Great show tonight, Joel Tatum. we got more great shows coming your way. Let's run down the list of who's coming up on the Yo! Show in the next couple of weeks. We start out with next Tuesday night, remember? Tuesday night now, everybody. Ice did a great job of finding us tonight. Next Tuesday night, we got an awesome one. You know I love classic rock music. You know Joel loves music. The tune that'll stick in your head for what I like about you from the Romantics, the one and only Mr. Mike Skill, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up next Tuesday, Mike Skill, guitarist and songwriter from the Romantics, now has his own music out, some great stuff. We are very excited to talk to him, and we need some rock and roll stories, Jewel. I need some rock and roll stories. So excited. Very we, should go, we should go to Humeville and just play that song on repeat. <laughs> Over and over Knock again. Out. And then film it. Well, then we can't play it on here now. Yeah. July maybe 30th. you can go live. Maybe. <laughs> Man, i got to keep my mouth shut. No more picking on anybody. July 13th, the uh, very cute, very funny, awesome comedian by the name of Cocky Rocky. I love the name Ooh. alone. The name alone just really gets me excited. <laughs> Does it? It does. I like that name. Cocky Rocky. She looks a little bit, uh, when you look at her, she looks a little bit like, oh, I don't know, Kat Denning? No. <laughs> Cocky Rocky, July 13th. Love comedians. Love hearing comedians talk. They always say funny things, even when they're not trying. I love it. Yeah, we uh, haven't had a comedian in like a long time. It's been a while. The last two we had, we had Betsy Cox and we had um, oh, Betsy the, Cox. the local Let's guy. Let's get her back. I, I actually have, have thought about that. I would love to get her back on. I think she's very funny. She actually she did an interview from the car, which was great. But she can't do that now. No. Um, I have to have a setup. Sorry. July 20th, another musician. Excellent. David D'Alessio. Oh, yeah. Us on the 20th. Very excited for that one, too. I like that picture. Very, uh, very mysterious. No, I'm so excited to work with Impact Park Marketing once again, too. Yeah, welcome Chris back. And from Impact, so thank you, guys. Yeah, definitely. We got great PR people, Jessica Katz for Melanie DuPont, and, of course, the, the gang from Impact. Um, they bring us great guests. We're thrilled to have them. They're always just 
classy individuals that come on our program as well. So we thank you, the PR firms that work so hard to bring us these great names. Uh, July 27th, we are going to celebrate, and I don't know how, but we're still beating out the tunes, our lovely little miss, our darling little daughter, Miss Tiffany Mosher's birthday. She's kind of like our Yosho daughter. She's so cute, isn't she? 27th, we celebrate <laughs> Tiffany's birthday. We're going to have mozzarella sticks and shots and cocktails and hopefully a very special guest. We're working. Phones are working. <laughs> August 10th, no, it's not Cat Denning, but it's probably better than Cat Denning, ladies and gentlemen. One of my all-time favorites, a tremendous actress. You remember her as Little Greasy on The Nanny, and now she's all grown up doing great roles, the beautiful and talented Miss Madeline Zima. Oh, yeah. Oh my! Jeff be crushing. I sound like Luigi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes, I'm so excited for Maddie Zima. Oh my, August 10th, Maddie Zima. Uh, she's in a new program that Jewel's keeping up on. Jewel does her Madeline Zima homework. She's a big fan. As am I. Love yeah, she's on Hacks with Jean Smart, who is on Merritt Keystown. Yes. How yeah. exciting! Very exciting. Yeah, when I'm in LA, Maddie, just hit me up and we'll have right? some. Right. I, you know, if it wouldn't cause friction, I would give you Maddie's phone number because it's in my phone. Why would it cause friction? Because we shouldn't really, really be giving out Maddie's phone number. No, because I yo, my my yo show co-host will be in yeah. La La Land. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I want to go to Alfred's because I heard that's where Lana gets her coffee. So oh, I'll be yeah. around those areas. You would faint. You would legit faint. You I'd faint. be redder than I am now. That's a moment I would love to see. Mm. Um, so we're working on a couple more for mid-August. No guaranteed names yet, but we do have somebody coming September 8th. And a lovely local artist. Uh, she just played local Pride Fest in the area to rave reviews. She's awesome. Uh, Lauren Cheadle, local singer, will be with it. Laura Cheadle, sorry, Laura. <laughs> Laura Cheadle will be uh, with us September 8th. She's a local Philadelphia girl, terrific performer, lovely young lady, and so quick to respond and says she's absolutely excited to come on and thrilled to do our show. We love that, and we love everybody that comes on here. A gigantic thanks again, once again, to Mayor of Easttown store, Connie Giordano, www.conniegiordano.com. Find her on Instagram at ConnieGiordano3. And, of course, I am DB, Connie Giordano. Check out other locations to find her. A lot of uh, off-Broadway shows, more movies, pictures coming up. She's definitely going to be somebody that we'll see in the near future. Jewel, I'm digging Tuesday nights. I like this. And uh, what do you think? I like it, too. And, uh, and now we have the whole week to look forward to. I know. And uh, it seems like it's going to be even longer until I see you again. Yeah. Uh, same thing. It's, it's only a week. A very tough week. We thank you, the audience. A lot of great people came out tonight to check us out. Don't forget, we got uh, a lot of places to find us. Did that just take over the screen? Yeah, it did. It's fine. <laughs> I don't need to see um, this anymore. Keep your eye out for the new Facebook page known as Jeff Jewell. Basically, uh, Very professional. Paying. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's just a basic Facebook account page. Of course, in case we Radio. get in trouble. In case we get in trouble. The Stupid Radio Network is our home on Facebook. Instagram at the Yosho215. Twitch at the Yosho. And, of course, watch every episode as it happens on YouTube. 
Check out the O Show. Like and subscribe. And thank you for tuning in to the O Show. Jeff, the Shark, Perini, and Jewel Tatey, thanking you very much for coming on. We will see you next week with Mike Skill from the Dominics. Can't wait. We will take you out with the music of St. Ricketts. Where fire cannot burn at www.stricketts.com. Have a great night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. My full volume? Go. So I'm